everybody, and welcome to Wedding Videography for Beginners. I am your host, Phil Beabout, and today it's just me kind of flying solo. So I had all this written up because Brittany and I have been shooting a bunch of podcasts together and it's been great. Uh, however, she and the kids, I guess her and the kids, have a wicked head cold right now. So she's kind of down for the count. Uh, they're getting better. You know, everybody is okay. There's nothing crazy going on here. It's just, uh, just, she doesn't feel good. So it's better than having her cough all over the place as we're, uh, <laughs> we're trying to talk. So she's, she's writing an episode right now that she's very excited about that has to do with childcare because that's like the bane of her existence. So we're, uh, I'm excited to see, to see how, you know, how she comes with that and that kind of stuff. But I'm going to shoot the next two, I guess, record the next two episodes by myself um, just to give her a break for a minute. And yeah, so I'm, I'm currently down in the dungeon. I'm stuck in the basement because I have a jujitsu tournament on Saturday, which is three days from now. So I've been in like mandatory quarantine from Brit and the kids because uh, I can't get sick. I've been training for months for this thing. And, uh, if I got sick two days before it, I'd be, I would be heartbroken. So it stinks for her. I'm sure she wishes that she could be down here right now yelling at me about how much work she's had to do, which I love her for because she's had to do all of the house stuff as I walk literally walk around with a mask on in my own house, which sucks. So yeah, no, it's, uh, by the time you guys hear this, it'll be like a week or so after the actual tournament, but it's been a house of horrors here for the last couple of days. So hopefully everybody kind of pulls through it here in the next few days and life can kind of get back to normal. With that being said, I wanted to do the companion episode to episode 58, which was talking about ceremony camera setup. And I wanted to talk about toasts and what we do to cover the actual toasts. We are going to cover a two camera and a three camera setup. And that's as far as we're going to go. I, Let's see. I'm sure I say this in the episode somewhere, but uh, I do not recommend shooting a wedding with only one camera, period. That's why you never hear me talk about one camera. And I think for the toasts, anything over three is overkill. So if you're noticing a theme here, we only shoot with three cameras anymore. We're not doing anything crazy. We're not, you know, we, we, we've limited ourselves to three. And I think that especially with the toasts, you know, anything over three is just kind of, it's not necessary. So today's episode is going to be a little short. It's not going to be like uh, 45 minutes long or anything like that. Uh, so let's get after it and let's talk about some toasts. So our toasts are ridiculously important to us. For because we really enjoy overlaying the audio from the day into our wedding films. So that narrative is unbelievably important for us. So audio from the ceremony, from letter readings, you know, like even scratch audio. We like doing video, we call them video messages. We don't call them interviews. Uh, video messages from, you know, like one person and, you know, like, uh, between the, the couple. So you have, you know, one person just sitting in front of the camera. We, you know, we ask like four or five questions, nothing crazy. Um, and then you know, we do it with the other person and we just, we, we incorporate that audio in. And then obviously the toasts, 
like the toast audio. Like we've we've had some gold from some toasts before. Like there's there's been just we had a uh, father of the bride give a uh, the welcome toast, the introduction toast, and he was talking about how he was just about a good father as Charlie Sheen. <laughs> <laughs> it's it really funny. It was a really, really good toast. But anyways, so we we really we do a lot to capture that audio to make sure that we can use it. Okay, so we build every film that we do off of that narrative of the audio narrative that we've gotten throughout the entire day. So again, that audio is crazy, crazy important to us. Let's talk about some equipment just right off the bat. I always recommend two cameras. So even if you're renting one, just like we talked about in that episode 58, I also recommend lights. We use one aperture 60 X and one core SWX 250. So the core SWX 250s, and I also think the 300s are now discontinued, which is lame because those were really good small portable lights. Um, but we still have our two SWX fifties or two fifties and we have an aperture 60 X, which I, I love that aperture 60 X is just an amazing, that's an amazing light. If you can afford it, it's like four or 500 bucks. Um, so anyways, I recommend the cameras lights. I didn't actually put anything about the audio in the show notes for some reason, but you gotta be capturing the audio. That's kind of obvious. Um, Right now, we're using the Tascam Porta Capture X8, which I'm really, really in love with, to be honest with you. That's currently what I'm recording the podcast on right now, and I'm using it as an audio interface into the computer, which is awesome. Uh, it records in 32-bit float, does phantom power. You know, it, it's got all the bells and whistles. It's, it's a great, great tool. Uh, the Zoom, uh, I believe it's the F3 just came out. Same exact concept, 32-bit float. Uh, it's got phantom power, XLR inputs, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'd, I highly recommend that you have some kind of audio recording device, whether that's a, um, like a Zoom H6, a Zoom H4, a Zoom, you know, F6, an F3, a Tascam X8, you know, like something to record the audio from the DJs, either the soundboard itself or the speaker. And then I also, we use our Rode Wireless Go 2 as a backup microphone and just either tape it to the mic stand or uh, put it in our sleeve and slide it onto the microphone, one of the two. So that way we do have, we have two things of audio running at the same time. And there's been plenty of times where I've had to use that backup audio because something happened with the DJ's audio and that's, that's for a different episode, but always make sure that you have, you have at least one backup so you can fall back on something. So that's the equipment that we're, that we're rocking for a toast, you know, and even not to kind of circle back, but even if you don't have like a road wireless go to, if you have a task cam, just a DR 10 L you can always just take gaff tape and gaff tape the microphone, like the actual loft mic, up underneath the microphone of the uh, the mic stand where the person's giving the toast and then run the cable down the mic stand itself and then tape the task cam to the bottom of the mic stand. So that way it's not in your frame. But uh, we've done that plenty of times before we uh, got the Rode Wireless Go 2. It's just smaller and more compact. So 
when it comes to positioning, we prefer to have the person giving the toast standing in front of the couple and addressing them directly. So they're standing in front of the couple, looking at the couple, like say in the middle of the dance floor, looking at the sweetheart table, etc. cetera. Uh, I do not personally like them standing side by side because the couple is typically arched backwards and craning their head upwards to see the person giving the toast. And that's just not a flattering angle for any human being. So we prefer to stand to have them just face each other. Now, we have this conversation with the DJ. We have this conversation with the photographer uh, way beforehand so that everybody's kind of on the same page with what we're doing. And we also have this conversation with the couple during our storytelling session. So nobody's getting blindsided about this, you know, three minutes before the toast starts. Uh, so we, we try to get everybody on the same page. We try to make sure everybody is aware of how we like to position it. That way things just go a little easier once, once it starts, because you're not arguing with people, you're not, you know, like people's feelings aren't getting hurt and that kind of stuff. 99% of the time, the photographers don't care the, um, because most of the time when we're shooting, there's two photographers. So what they, they don't care. Like it's, you know, one thing that I always mention to a photographer is how many times has a couple purchased a photo of the person given the toast? Like they've, they've bought that photo to blow it up on their wall. And it's really never like the toasts aren't really important. It's not an integral part of the photographer's day. Where on the other hand, for video, it is an integral part because we're trying to get the audio, the lighting, like that makes up a really good part of the wedding film. So we do, we have ran into issues. I'm not saying uh, we haven't. So things can get, get kind of strange. Uh, we did have a... It's mainly with the DJs, you know, and normally 99% of the time, I would say a hundred percent of the time, the photographer doesn't really care. You know, we explain what's going on and they're like, Oh, cool. And then they're, we're off doing something else. It's normally for some reason, the DJs get really upset about the placement of somebody giving a toast. So that's always where we have like the point of most friction. And that episode that I'm going to do after this is going to talk about uh, crucial conversations and like managing like difficult, difficult people and that kind of stuff. And I'll talk about like what we do to fix these things later. But we, uh, we showed up to a venue. The bridal party's not there yet. Like I, I can't remember what was going on. Um, and Brittany and I were just getting equipment set up, just getting our lights set up, getting, um, uh, you know, it's getting everything kind of staged inside of the reception space. Nothing crazy. I walk over, introduce myself to the DJ. We kind of shoot the shit for a minute. And then I was just like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm not really sure like how you do the toasts. Um, but you know, this is kind of, this is how we like to do it. And I explained to him why. And he was like, well, the couple was really adamant that they stand next to each other. And I said, okay, you know, that, that is kind of strange because when I talked to him, they were perfectly on board with doing with, you know, standing with them in front. And he was like, well, you'll have to take that up with the photographer. And I was like, well, the photographer doesn't care. Like we've already talked to the photographer. She's, she's good to go. And, uh, so we kind of went back and forth for a minute 
and that he came to the conclusion. He was like, you know, you can do whatever you want. He's like, I don't care. And I said, okay, cool. Awesome. You know, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. And, uh, we get the lights set up. We get, uh, everything, you know, mic stand is up, et cetera, et cetera. The dad comes in, gives this really beautiful welcome toast. Like I talked to the dad, explained to him like where he's standing, what he's doing, that kind of stuff. The, uh, best man comes in, does his whole thing. Like it's great. You know what I mean? Everything's good to go. And then the maid of honor comes in. She takes the microphone off of the mic stand and, uh, she walks over next to the couple and she literally says on the microphone, this toast is for you two. It's not for anyone else in this room. And I just want to give the toast to the two of you. So as soon as she did that, there's no camera on her at all. There's no lights on her. Like, you know, it was just a very, it was a very strange thing to see happen because nobody else cared. Like nobody else, you know, thought twice about it. But, um, uh, it was, it was a very odd thing to sit there and watch. So we, you know, so of course we adapted. We just, I, I moved the cameras around, et cetera, et cetera. And I'll be honest with you. Um, her speech was really lame. And I'm not just saying that it was actually really, really lame. And I wound up not using any of it in their film because it just, honestly, it just wasn't good. There, there was no like heartfelt emotion or anything sentimental about it. Like she, she went through this like big dramatization in front of everybody. Uh, and then just really kind of talked about nothing. So, I thought that was very, very odd. But anyways, uh, the important thing is, you know, we didn't freak out. We didn't make a big deal out of it. Like it wasn't, you know, it was was a no, never mind at that point. Like she wants to do it standing over there. And plus she wasn't even standing next to the couple. Like she was like standing in like a corner. It was anyways, it's very hard to describe it, but the, uh, uh, it just seemed like a, a point of rebellion that just didn't really serve a purpose. If that makes sense. So, moral of the story is when you do things like that, chances are you ain't going to make the cut. So her, that was her sister. Actually, her sister isn't in the wedding film at all for that piece. I use the dad and the best man. And, but a lot of that had to do with content though, too. So I don't think it was all based on, you know, the aesthetics of the shot and that kind of stuff. It was, it was mainly content, but I thought that was really weird. Uh, all right. Story time's over. And we will be right back. Are you tired of aimlessly flipping through mediocre at best music for hours? Do you find yourself wasting valuable time on projects just trying to find that perfect song? Bring in Musicbed. The first time Britt and I looked at their library, I remember saying, we could use any of these. Musicbed has a massive library of elite musicians used by brands like Nike, Samsung, Apple, and ESPN. Having a hard time finding that perfect song? Reach out to a specialist who can help do the searching for you and create a list of songs specifically for your project. Imagine the amount of stress reduction you would have with music selection being a breeze. Imagine how much time you can save during an edit by having a massive library of meticulously selected songs. What would that do for your productivity or quality of life? Musicbed is your solution. Click on our link below to see our hand-selected playlist. 
Use code WVFB at checkout and get your first month free when you sign up. Musicbed was simply a lifesaver for us. Let's let's imagine you have the couple at the sweetheart table. You have the person giving the toast directly in front of them, say 15 feet uh, in the middle of the dance floor, right? It's the middle of the dance floor. There's a mic stand there. That person is just going to be standing talking straight to the couple. I will take one light. We'll call it the aperture. I well, So I use the aperture 60X on the person giving the toast. Why you might ask is because that thing's got so much throw on it. I can have it in like the back corner of a room and just crank it up and it will reach the person giving the toast. It's a fan. That's why I think it's a fantastic light. So I'll put that in the back at about a 45 degree angle. So if the person is standing there, you know, imagine uh, a wheel, right? So if person is looking forward, go 45 degrees off to either side. Okay. It can either go to the left or to the right. And why I say either side is because you want to frame your shots with the most interesting, like picturesque background. So that might be on the right side. You know, you might have your camera on the right side or you might have it on the left side. You might have it directly uh, perpendicular to the person. It all depends on how the background looks. You want to make sure that there's no bathrooms or just stuff, something that's going to be distracting when somebody is viewing your film. You want it to look picturesque in the background. Maybe it's, um, you know, the, oh, what's the word? The guests are out of focus. You know, you can see like out of focus candles on the tables twinkling or something like that, like not the bar where people are getting up and getting drinks and that kind of stuff. Like you don't want the background to be distracting. We try to get good composition, right? So we, uh, we use what's called the rule of thirds and we'll, we'll use the rule of thirds when we're lining up our shots. So our grid lines, our rule of third grid line is always on in our camera uh, and in our monitor. And that, that's how we frame our shots. You want to make sure there's a little bit of headroom, not a whole lot. Um, and then that you're, you're placing the person speaking on one of those thirds. We also try to dirty the frame. That was something that I learned from Larev when I was shooting with them, which just, it really adds a lot of dimension to a shot. If there's something in between them and the camera. So that could be a candle that could be a, you know, a table setting, like something to give you foreground them to be the focus, and then you have background. That just, it adds a lot of depth and a lot of uh, interest to the shot. Uh, so wherever that light is, right? So if we position, we say that the the best way for the camera is to be shooting on the right side, right? So the camera is off to the right at about a 45 degree angle, and the lights then would be off to the left at about a 45 degree angle. So you never have your camera and your lights on the same side. If that makes sense. Like you never want to be shooting you. Well, let me put it this way. You always want to be shooting into the shadow side of the person that is your subject. So it doesn't matter if it's the couple or if it's the person giving the toast, you want to make sure that you're shooting on the shadow side. So in order to do that, your camera would have to be on the opposite side of the light. 
So if you've got your camera on the right side, your light should be on the left side. That way you're shooting in the shadow side of that light. Okay, that creates depth on the person's face. Now, when you line up your camera, so that's for the person giving the toast. When you line up the camera for the couple, you want to follow what's called the 180 degree rule. So imagine a line that's just splitting the couple and the person giving the toast right down the middle. You have your light on one side of the line and your camera on the other side of the line. So that's kind of how the pie is cut in half. Well, for the next set, your camera needs to be on that same side of that line. The reason being is when you're watching a movie and you see the camera cutting back and forth between two people speaking, it looks like they're talking to each other, like they're standing in front of each other. If you put the cameras on opposite sides of that line, it will actually look like they're standing side by side and talking forward, which doesn't optically make any sense. So you want to make sure that if your camera is on the right side, then your camera is also on the right side of the couple. Same thing with the light. Your lights will always be on the same side and your cameras will always be on the same side. That's just a good rule to follow, especially for the toast, because when you um, cut it back and forth, it's going to look like they are talking to each other. Keeping your cameras on opposite sides just looks strange. Like it just optically looks weird when you're watching it. So two cameras on the same 180 degree plane shooting on the shadow side of each one of your subjects. So if you follow that shadow side shooting and your lights are on one side, you have to have the cameras on the same side in order to get the shadow side of both. Otherwise, you'd be shooting on the same side as the light. Hope that kind of makes sense. Like, it's it's really simple. They're just standing there uh, talking to each other. You got one light facing the person giving the toast. Pretty much right next to that light, just facing the opposite way towards the couple is our other light. And then you have the cameras that are set up really similar. The cameras are almost touching each other. They're just one's facing one way, looking at the person giving the toast. The other one is looking the other direction at the person giving the couple or the, the couple to get their reaction. So that's a two camera setup. That's it. Uh, I could have swore I put something in here in the notes about. Uh, yeah, it's next. All right. So good. Good. I'm not crazy. <laughs> if the couple insists on standing side by side, that is perfectly okay. It is not worth the consternation, the pain, and that kind of stuff to to change it. We I got a really good example of that. Like we talked to the couple beforehand. We talked to the photographer. So mind you, we we talked to the couple about a month prior to the event. We get on either a Zoom call, you know, at the height of COVID, we were doing everything via Zoom. Now that COVID's dying off, like we're meeting with our couples, you know, we'll get dinner, have a couple of drinks, that kind of stuff. And kind of get to know each other, really iron out the details, like really feel what they're looking for in their film and that kind of stuff. And, you know, this is when we have that discussion with them. There's some stuff that we go over that's, you know, this is one of them. Well, they were on board with everything. No issues, nothing, nothing. I talked to the DJ. DJ, 100% on board with everything. No problem. Talk to the photographer. 100% on board with everything. No problem. We get the lights 
set up. So the toasts are going in maybe four minutes. Cool. Getting everything in place, et cetera, et cetera. I, um, the DJ comes walking over and he's like, dude, I just talked to the couple and he's like, they're insisting that everybody stands next to him all of a sudden. And I was like, huh? And he was like, yeah, he was like, I, he's like, we had talked about this with them earlier. And he was like, they were, he's like, I just briefed them on what you and I had talked about and they were perfectly cool with it. But now they're saying that they want everybody to stand right next to him. I said, okay, all right, no problem. So did Brittany and I, did we freak out and run around with like chickens with their heads cut off? And that cause no, we, started moving the lights around. We started shifting the cameras around and this is how we do it. If somebody is standing side by side, well, there's two ways that we do it. I'm going to go over this one first. We simply move. We put the light on whatever side we try to get the shadow side. However, when they're side by side and looking at each other, that's very difficult because normally there's like something behind them, like a wall or a, the edge of the tent, that kind of stuff. So, We try to get to the shadow side as much as possible. We try to use a very tight focal length to blur out stuff in the background. But again, they're so close to the space and the, you know, for the wall or the tent, that kind of stuff, it's kind of difficult. Uh, And then we do the same thing for the couple. Tight shot on the couple's reaction. We try to get the lights in place, et cetera, et cetera. Um, In this case, because they were so close to each other, we only needed to use the aperture because it was producing enough light that it just lit everybody up. So there was no, no issues with that whatsoever. Uh, but aesthetically those shots don't look good in my opinion. Like you've, you've got no like background blur, the bokeh you have or bokeh, however you pronounce that. You don't have any of that because they're so close to the wall, you know, in this, in this case that we were in a giant ballroom and they were so close to the windows and mind you, it's at night. So, you know, at least there wasn't sunlight coming through. Um, but they're so close to that, that there's no depth of field at that point. So that, the those pieces of the toasts just look, in my opinion, nasty. It just doesn't, there's nothing quote unquote cinematic about that whatsoever. Now that was their, personal preference. At the end of the day, it's their film. If that's how they wanted it, that's how they want to do the toast. Cool. Let them do it. Okay. The other way that we like to do it is depending on how the background looks and that kind of stuff is we'll have one camera tight on the person given the toast. So like we have an 85 millimeter, uh, 1.4 that we'll use for something like that, but then we'll use a wider angle and get all of them in the shot. Because sometimes that just looks really cool with the three of them sitting there, depending on what's in the background. So we just kind of adapt and then record it. You know, the the most important piece to me is the audio itself. Like I'd like it to look, you know, aesthetically beautiful and that kind of stuff. But uh, at the end of the day, getting getting the audio is the most important piece. And that's where the, the task cams, the F6s, all that stuff come in. So you just got to make do with what you got. Don't, you know make a scene, don't do it. Just, just adapt and overcome. That's it. Locate close with and destroy the enemy by fire and maneuver. So it was a Marine Corps definition, of Marine Corps rifle squad for those of you that don't know, but the, um, uh, yeah, no, just make do. That's all. It's not, in, you know, in my opinion, it's not the ideal situation, but that's just how that goes sometimes. So just let it go. Now for the three camera setup, 
we do the exact same thing with the first two. So you got one camera on the couple following the 180 degree rule shooting on the shadow side. We have another camera on the person giving the toast following the 180 degree rule shooting on the shadow side. And we simply take our third camera. We leave it on the gimbal or go handheld. Doesn't matter. Uh, and then we just simply get crowd reactions. That's it. We focus on the immediate family. We try to get nice shots of people laughing, people engaging, maybe a cool wide shot of the room as the person's given the toast, you know, like some nice moving shots, maybe get a couple of different angles of the person giving the toast. Like if you, if you've got your camera off to a 45 degree angle, getting that one side, maybe shoot perpendicular for a few seconds, you know, just try to get, try to get a nice, um, optional angle capturing like the ambiance of the room, you know, everybody having a good time, et cetera, et cetera. So, so those shots typically work out. Like you can be way more creative when you, I don't want this to sound like it sounds, but when you're getting into higher end weddings, you notice the toasts do go a little bit longer. Uh, like the, the dad is given like a 10 or 15 minute long welcome toast. The best man, you know, toast is a few minutes. The, Brides, uh, the maid of honors toast is, you know, a few minutes, maybe a sister will get up and speak for a minute. Like there's, we've had some to where there's been like four or five people giving a toast. So we have time to get a lot of different reactions and that kind of stuff with the other, with the third camera. Uh, And where that looks cool is, you know, nobody knows quote unquote, when you're shooting the footage. So if you got like a really cool shot of people laughing, you can actually in the in post put that in on a completely different part and nobody nobody would know the difference. So you can use that footage for a lot of different stuff. So that third camera does come in handy. It is optional. So I, you know, if you can only if you're only renting if you're renting an extra camera or something like that, like I wouldn't stress out about it too much at this level, but if you have the option to have three, the the third camera just being more creative with it and that kind of stuff is it's uh it's it's a nice it's a nice to have thing. And that's one of the good things about pieces of equipment like the Tascam Portacapture X8 or the Zoom F3 or the F6, things that have auto gain built into it, that where you can set it and forget it. So you just, you hit record on a porta capture, have auto gain on 32 bit float on, and there's nothing for you to touch at that point. There's no, you compare that with our zoom H five and, or no, our H our H five and H six. As a matter of fact, we'd have to constantly, like, I'd have to always go over, check it, you know, adjust the gain knobs, that kind of stuff. And mind you, you can do it, but it, that takes you away from doing other things. So I'm, I'm a big proponent of when you're buying equipment, you buy stuff that'll make your life easier. And I just, I like these porta captures or, you know, the, the F6, the F3, anything like that, because you can just hit record, leave it on 32 bit float, 48 kilohertz with auto gain on, and that's it. You're done. You have nothing. There's literally nothing else for you to do with it. Just make sure it's recording and that's it. So that's kind of our setup. I mean, that's not kind of, that is our setup. That's our, that's, we have three cam. Well, we have two cameras. We run our third camera right now because you, it's impossible to find a, a FX three, but, um, and I ain't paying 10 grand for one or something like that. That's just dumb. So we're, we've been renting our third camera and that is the exact setup that we do. So just remember that you're following that 180 degree rule. 
make sure that you're shooting on the shadow side and make sure that you're trying to capture good clean uh, audio from the DJ or the uh, band and then make sure that you got a backup always have a backup so right, if you like that make sure that you like and subscribe to our YouTube channel um, don't forget to join our private Facebook group wedding videography for beginners I hope everyone is staying safe and healthy and we will see you next week all right out are you backing up your footage is it seamless running in the background and easily available bring in backblaze the world's easiest cloud backup our workflow is so simple we offload our footage onto our external drives then that evening the files automatically start backing up into the cloud there's nothing else for us to do imagine having the peace of mind that your footage is stored off-site in a safe location where you can easily retrieve it from your browser and that it is crazy affordable. That's Backblaze. Click on our affiliate link below and get one month free.